0: This this very special Amazing Race 27 episode of URT number, of the Amazing Race podcast and Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is the Canadian who never answers my direct questions with direct answers, Logan Saunders. Afternoon. And I'm very pleased to say that finally, to begin a season, and I can't believe I'm saying this again, given that we tried to do this to begin the last season, we've been joined by Justin and Diana.
1: Hey! Hey, listen, good things
2: come to those who wait.
0: I know, but I'm really impatient.
1: Well, it's going to pay off.
2: Good, I'm glad. When is season thirty <laughs> one?
3: No idea. It's gotta be soon
2: though. You guys you guys just got back from filming for it as I understand yeah. it.
4: Well we, we would have up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But somebody decided to gain a lot of weight and they wouldn't let her go. Grow a
4: human.
0: So just for the record, we ask this question every podcast. Are you pregnant?
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean I I'm just
1: Yes. Diana is pregnant and yes, we did get the call and we had to say no. Well we said yes for two days and then we had to call back and say no.
0: <laughs> Do you know who, who else got the potential to call? Eric and Jeremy. Oh.
1: Did they really? Yep. Wow, that would have been so I would love to race against
2: them. Yeah, they think, think that I Leland or you guys are familiar who's in the thirty one cast, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: They they know one of the, uh, the cast very well.
2: <laughs> yeah, one of them
1: happens to be on our show.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, uh, they assume that uh, Leo and Jamal probably took their spot, because both Eric and Jeremy agreed to do it.
3: Well, the crazy thing was is apparently some people got called like two weeks before we did, and if we would have gotten called when other people got called, we never would have. Hadn't like gotten pregnant. We
1: just started trying to have a baby. And if they would have called us to two weeks, we wouldn't have started.
3: But we were really good at getting pregnant. So it happened, <laughs> <laughs> happened kind of quick.
2: How, so you had he, more success. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you had more success with it than Uchen <laughs> and Choice, is what you're saying. <laughs>
3: Pretty much. We had 10 years of practice.
2: Was, we were ready.
1: So, if we if we would have been part of that first batch of calls, we we could have been on. But, oh, well. Mike,
3: everything happens for a reason. Yeah,
1: when there's going to be a real All-Stars against all the real players. I want Eric and Jeremy on our season. Now that they got the call, that, that that's even a thought. I would love to race against them because I know how good they are.
2: And uh, I don't know if Mike edited it into the podcast with their interview with Sherry last week, but uh, Sherry and Cole also got a call.
4: Wow.
0: And Cole said no.
4: Really? Oh, I I'd put yeah. It makes oh, sense. Yeah, got new, a new
1: family, new wife, new kid.
0: The are you pregnant question has now been replaced by: Did you get a, a call for thirty-one? Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, the answers have been very yes.
1: Did you guys get the call for thirty-one?
0: <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Just wait and see. You never know what might happen. Maybe as a pit stop greeter now that would be cool.
4: Yes.
0: If anyone can hook us up with that, that, that would be amazing.
1: Well, if they ever go to your country, I'm going to make sure that Bert knows.
0: My boy Bert. It's the, the penultimate leg of next season. <laughs> Spoilers. Is it? Yes.
3: Oh, I
1: don't know the route.
0: Ah, uh, you don't know the route. The route's cool. No, no, I didn't. I didn't
3: Let know the route. spoiler free.
0: The only reason I
1: did the cast is because I was going to be part of it, so I wanted to see who was going, who I was going to be up against.
3: There was lots of phone calls being circulated,
1: and everybody called us because <laughs> they were like, "We knew you were going to be part of it, so but did you get a call?"
0: <laughs> it was so fun. And,
3: and well, Ooh. I know the final three, but Justin doesn't.
0: What? Yeah. I also know the final three. Yeah.
3: There I do a- not. Well, only because there was a a news article that had final city with the final three teams. A news article, somebody. Yeah, because remember, like when we did it, and they had like us on the lobster boat. Right. It was something like that, but in the uh, front, but in the finishing city, they saw the three teams.
1: Yeah, but nobody knew that the lobster boat was the final task. So unless you knew that was one of the final tasks, you wouldn't have known. You it was knew spoiled. that,
3: yes, because you're in America.
4: But how do you know it's a lobster boat in
0: America? The final city of thirty one was quite well spoiled in terms of it being there because of something else that happened.
3: Yeah, I I told you where the Final City was. Oh good, I forgot about it. Okay. He doesn't know.
0: They had a slight issue with the Final City. Oh, here we go. Yeah, big news story, I guess. Yeah, it was. But I'm not saying anymore, because, you know, I'm nice like that. I'm not going to spoil anything.
2: Well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. I try. <laughs> So, how were you guys cast for season 27 originally?
3: I think our proposal really is what uh, made us a little more noticeable. Because we had a plot. Like, we had gone to one of those uh, casino casting casting places where you have one minute in front of the camera.
4: No producers. Um,
3: And then I think it was our proposal, the video that Justin made, kind of got us noticed by Rachel Ray. And then I think from there, meeting Phil... I mean, whether Phil said something like, you have to meet this couple, or you have to at least give them a
1: shot. Um, and one thing we didn't notice until after we were cast on the show is when we went back to stalk um, Elise on her Twitter. She actually tweeted a link. Oh,
3: something
1: to, about, like, this couple. Yeah. They, she was like, this couple, heart, heart, or something like that. And I'm like, Elise tweeted about us, and we that would have been the known. We would have known, but... um. Yeah, I mean, once the video went semi-viral, and went you know, we Buzzfeed, Rachel AOL, Ray. and then Rachel Ray sealed the deal. A week later, we got the call. We that. had
3: made an application tape as well, and then I think it was like a week after we did Rachel Ray, as we got the call to come out for a casting.
1: We had submitted our tape before Rachel Ray, so they had seen our tape before even going on Rachel Ray.
3: I think we laid it on like really thick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Kind of made it hard for them to say no. Well, you wouldn't leave the room until they said yes.
3: (laughs)
1: That's pretty much how it was going to be. I mean, if I'm I'm going through all that work for my wife to say yes, I have to then go afterwards to go through all that work and force them to say yes. But what I couldn't do is force uh, that cab driver to stay and win the amazing race.
2: Should have proposed to him?
1: I think that was (laughs) what I should have done.
2: Yeah, that's more of a unique uh, casting story that we've heard over the years, I would say. Not, not, not too many people get to be cast through a viral video, except for every single team who was on the season after you guys.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to have been on the viral season. I, I, I like that we were on like a regular season, because we are just regular people who happen to have a viral video. We're not like those guys. Although, I mean, pretty much everybody on that although show. Although
3: we probably would have beat Dana and
2: Matt. 100%. But
3: Tyler and Corey would have been competition,
2: so. You guys are saying you would have been more cohesive than Dana
0: and Matt throughout the course of the season? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just a little. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who would have been less cohesive, Dana and Matt or Logan and Chris?
1: I think if if, if this was the final three, Dana, Matt, Logan and Chris, I think we would
4: have, uh, we, we would have looked like the Angels. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there once have been Buddy TV articles written about you guys saying the Green Team is ruining the amazing race.
1: <laughs> I did read that and it did hurt my feelings
2: to be honest. <laughs> it's Buddy TV. No, they're just it's like reading articles about reality TV on zap to it and vultures top 25 teams of all time with Lisa and Joni and number 24. Rest in peace. they uh, think that the it Amazon's. was ruining
4: it because we
3: were winning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just because you guys were dominating so much. Nobody ever wrote articles about Mark and Roe Valeson. They were dominating Amazing Race Asia or Dave and Rachel during Season 20. You guys just put on some green shirts and a green hat and suddenly that cues up the articles.
3: It it might have also been a little bit of Justin.
2: (laughs) (laughs) More so than The Color of the Rainbow, it's the person's actual personality and character on TV that prompts the article. (laughs)
3: That's what I'm going with.
0: But Justin's such a shrinking wallflower. You he never hear anything from him.
2: Yeah, like Cindy and Rick walk into a room with Justin, and it's like, man, where did Justin go? <laughs> exactly. I'm just, I stayed humble the
1: whole time, and I just, you know, kept my head down as a true Superfan and did what I did. Every Superfan should have my back, but instead I come back to Reddit, and everybody hates me. Before I went on the show, everybody on Reddit's my best friend. Everybody wants to talk to me. I go on the show, come back, and everybody on Reddit hates me.
0: Not everybody on Reddit. There are two people who are on Reddit who don't hate you.
1: Um, well, I think there's four. There's probably four, to be honest. But
3: I was like, come on, man. One of them is his dad. The other one is me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then there's Logan, only, who only mildly dislikes you. And then there's me.
1: Yeah, I, I know it's one of you two who keeps thumbs downing my videos before even
2: watching it. The <laughs> video doesn't even come out yet, and it's got thumbs down. I know one of you two is doing it every week. It's actually a hired uh bot that we do a hired Russian bot to
4: uh <laughs> to thumb it down.
0: I very occasionally do it and thumbs down it and then thumbs off it afterwards. <laughs> that's
4: messed
0: but, up my fault. He wants his video to get
1: priority over us, that's
0: why. No, you keep begging it. If you if you keep begging, it doesn't happen. <laughs>
2: So I take it you guys were fans of the show from season one, or was it after season one? Uh,
3: Justin's always been a fan. I'll let him speak to that, but he's the one that got me into it.
2: Yeah, I I
1: was watching Survivor, and, you know, uh, I really jumped on the second season of Survivor, which led right into the first season of Amazing Race, which was just incredible for me to just take that. And then when I got with Diana, you know, she's 10 years younger than me, so. we have to talk about what the type of things that we, we can bond over. And travel is something that we both really, really loved. So we put together the love of travel. And we wanted to kind of hang out and get to know each other. So,
3: AKA we, Justin is cheap and didn't take me on dates. So oh, that is a, so lot. <laughs> so, ah! so we stayed in and binge-watched seasons of Amazing Race to get to know each other.
4: <laughs> oh, my God.
3: That's, that's, that's half true.
2: They weren't, they weren't even, like, the actual DVDs. Maybe Justin was so cheap that you had to use those uh, ad-filled sites like Watch Series to uh, yeah, get I'm, through the seasons.
3: I'm, I'm pretty sure it's when, like, Netflix, you had to get the DVD sent to your house.
2: <laughs> I had DVDs sent to the house. That 10-year age gap
0: really comes into, uh, into play there. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers for Logan on what Netflix will become. He still gets VCRs sent through the post from Netflix.
4: Oh,
2: gosh. I do still, actually right behind me, there's still the VHS tapes of every season of Amazing Race through season one through to 14. And on my, actually on my VHS tape for season one, it alternates between Amazing Race and episodes of season 14 of The Simpsons.
1: <laughs> and Straight back then.
2: Yes, that's really that's really dating how long the Amazing Race has has been around.
1: I know. I mean, Bart's already had
2: grandkids. <laughs> yes, Bart had to say no to uh, thirty-one I, for for that very reason. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so, um, as you guys know, season thirty-one's cast, um, you know what could have been. You know, they were they actually had an amazing cast set up.
0: Of what could have been. I think this cast is way better than it could have been. There were rumours going around that it was just going to be all Big Brother people to begin with. At which point I go, hell's now.
1: Yeah, but that was never real. That was just that fake website trying to drum up traffic because they know Big Brother has the most traffic. So that was never real. But You're sl- oh, I got that. that.
2: article direct- Did that article directly come from Kelly and or Siobhan? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know who it came from but uh, they were just drumming up traffic.
1: They knew it was lies, but I think they they were thinking long game. I mean, that's what the media does. They think the long game. They'll start with that and they're like, "Oh, we just found out this." And then, "Oh, they they never even got to the it was a this season versus that season versus that season." It's like, "Come on. I don't I don't know how much you want spoiler free in your your uh, podcast.
0: We both know locations. We both know the cast. I know the boot order Logan doesn't. Are you
4: happy with
0: it? No comment. <laughs> I'm not saying anything <laughs> because I've still got to do a preview on this and pretend I don't know everything. Oh,
4: gotcha. <laughs> I know
1: the cast. I don't know anybody yeah, from who I, like I don't favorite. know anything about Final Three. I know who should easily win this season. I think there's a clear favorite going in.
0: Who do you think should win?
2: I think the other green team is a clear, clear favorite. Do you know anyone else who had to say no to 31?
0: Um, yeah. Do you want to tell us?
2: I don't
1: know. I'm looking. At, I don't know. If this, do we want? Are we allowed?
3: I don't know who you're thinking of. So
1: all of the people that we knew that were going. You,
3: some, that people, didn't you know, make list. some people got cut. Some people are getting calls to say like,
1: no, we don't. Oh, so you just want people who said no? Yeah, correct. If we knew Sherry and Cole. I mean, we, I
3: I can't think of anyone else who said no. I don't know.
1: We don't know if Jim and Misty said yes or no. We know they got asked. Um, I have a list actually in my Google Keep of all the people that we talked to. <laughs> um, they, uh, Kim and Ali. I know Ali said yes. I wasn't sure if Kimmy was able to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of any that said perfectly said no, for sure. You're we
3: definitely th- said no.
1: Yeah, we, I had to send well, them
3: an email and be like, oh, by the way. Um,
1: trust me, I was like, is there any way that she'd go if she was two months pregnant,
2: like, by the end of it? Like, no. <laughs> well, they did have the, you should have just kept it hidden because on the Mason Race Asia 3, there was a woman who who ran the whole race while pregnant and made it all the way to the end.
3: Yeah, but we would have had to go do, like, physicals, like, during uh, final casting. So we never would have made it past final casting.
1: Still would have been nice right. to have been flown out to the hotel. <laughs> 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 so the you know, act, I told her, act like you don't know. We go out and we have a vacation for a week, and we get to see everybody who's going to be on the show.
3: And I could never do that, because I knew people were, like, work. You know, like we had to overnight our passports the next day, and I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant, so I don't know like I just felt bad people doing all this work, knowing that it's for nothing.
0: So you had a conscience. yeah, speaking of the
2: passports, were there any fake out locations for you guys on your uh, season? any fake visas that uh, didn't get used?
4: No, no. Every visa grab
3: your.
2: Every visa we had we used.
3: We've heard that with the newer That's-
2: contestants.
3: You got to see it ahead of time, but we had visas for India.
1: Through. We had visas for India, Zambia, Andy, Zimbabwe, yeah,
3: India, India.
1: And that's the uh, those are the only two that we knew, but one of them was kind of covered. And
4: Brazil.
1: Oh yeah, in Brazil, but that was the first location, so we knew that before.
4: Oh, and this one.
1: We didn't know that
4: one. Though. Yeah, Chinese. What's this? Chinese. That got laid on. We went,
3: that's when we went to China. Oh, right. Those
1: are Shanghai, sure. Yeah, so it was just the two that we really knew: India and um, Zambia, Zimbabwe. And Zambia, Zimbabwe. So those are the only two that we knew. But then again, we were super fans, so we knew that they used to put fake locations. So I was like, they
2: might be fake. But, but no, they think. just they just used all of them.
1: Yeah, I think the I think the budgets are definitely a lot smaller than they used to be. So that's one of the the little fees they can save uh, a couple hundred dollars for each uh, group
2: of people that go through. If only, yeah, that's too bad. Because uh, I think when we interviewed Kelly, she said that one of the other teams, I think, would try to research all the places that were on their visas to try and get that advantage.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: but Which, like
3: we didn't get our we didn't get our passports back until we got there.
1: Like, yeah, we didn't. We weren't able to research so it. They
3: didn't send it back to us, so we couldn't research it because as soon as we flew out there, you know, we gave them our backpacks. They looked through made sure we didn't have any contraband items, and then they brought our passports up to our hotel room. Like, the night before we left is when they brought our passports back.
4: Okay.
2: Did anyone try to smuggle in any contraband items, whether intentional, or unintentionally, throughout the course of the race? Because we, we got a story recently from Season 9 where the old couple, older couple, Fran and Barry, accidentally smuggled uh, chicken sandwiches onto a flight into Australia.
3: <laughs> yeah, but that's crazy because we brought protein bars and that was allowed. Um, uh, I did have a little notebook, though, that I wanted to bring as our notebook, and it had, like, kind of a map on it. So Justin and I had just decided, like, oh, we probably shouldn't bring this one because they might think that this is, like, cheating with the map.
1: Yeah, and have, like, a piece of Norway or whatever, like some more.
2: North- that piece of Norway would have come in so handy uh, yeah. for you guys on your season.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could have made a difference in the in the end. I mean, Kelsey and Joey are
4: lucky we didn't bring that book. <laughs> um,
2: so you guys had that live, the live start. I'm guessing there was quite, was there quite a few amazing race uh, fans that watched you guys take off from Venice Beach, other than uh, other than Dale.
3: <laughs> the crazy, actually, the crazy thing was. So here's a little. I don't know if you know this one, but. Uh, That morning, Justin and I, like, before we left, we were watching the news. We were trying to look at a map based on traffic and try to see where the airport was, like, what road to take to the airport.
1: Well, what's the best road to take to the airport? Because traffic always talks about that on the news, so we're watching CBS News.
3: So, on CBS, we see come down to Venice Beach for an amazing race.
1: So, we knew we were leaving from Venice Beach
3: before we left, before so we left,
1: because they had left us in a hotel room with TVs, and we turned on CBS and saw that, and we knew what time because it was like come out at noon.
3: That was like nine a.m., but yeah.
0: Don't they usually remove all the like TVs and radios and everything?
3: No, they remove from ev-
0: uh, once the race starts. Yes.
3: No, we had TVs in the room. They remove the fu- the fu- no the they just remove your clock. Pretty sure that they remove the clock. And the
0: phone. We only had TV in one country.
4: What
3: country was
0: that? The nice one. The
3: nice
0: one. All the other countries are horrible, but one was nice.
3: No, we had like a
1: VIP hotel room. Remember that? I, I was part yeah. of what we won in Poland.
4: Not Poland. Um, uh, Rotterdam. No,
3: because we also had a TV. Amsterdam? When
4: we went to... um Rotterdam.
1: Are you sure? Horrible. Well, right. Tomato, tomato. They're Winter, the same city. We had a- Buenos Aires and Rotterdam, we had TVs. Other than that, they took everything. No uh, clocks.
3: And I disagree with that. I think we did have TV. Okay. You think that they're going to carry TVs out of like twelve rooms?
1: What do you think? The TVs weigh fifty pounds, like eighty years ago.
3: They're like just flat
1: screens. You Your grandmother
0: Those can carry flat
3: You're going to have to ask another member of twenty-seven to see, <laughs> to see what they remember.
0: <laughs> Mummy, daddy, please stop fighting.
2: Double source our information. Yeah. <laughs> Double source. <laughs> And if I recall correctly at the starting line, the first team to complete the task got the only seats on that first flight. Did that worry you guys that that would be like an immediate target since you were the only team on that first flight, which they had never done as a twist before?
3: No, but looking back, that definitely probably wasn't the smartest idea to go for it as hard as we did.
2: And why is that?
1: Because it set the tone. Everybody, It made it easy to be the first target. Ten other teams bonded, and they, they I mean, it's the first time. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but it's the first time, also in Amazing Race race history, that ten teams teamed up against one team. From the first episode, <laughs> tried to get them out, and we didn't know that until we got back from Amazing Race uh, that that
2: was the, the case. There was a ten-team alliance established against you. The, well, they yes, on I- the first on the first flight, they agreed that we were going to be the first team out. And you almost were because of the another unusual twist for the first leg, where they didn't no fast forwards at all during the season, except for the opening round. Yeah, about that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's let's talk let's talk about that.
3: <laughs> well, that's another thing. In hindsight, like, I mean, if you like, if you watch that part again, when Justin's like, "We're going for it," you can kind of see my face, like, look up at the sky. Uh, I'm a little unsure only because in my head, like we were in the lead at that point, but I mean, in the very beginning, I really didn't, I was kind of following Justin, I guess you could say. So I didn't know, I thought what he was doing was the best thing because I didn't really know any better, but I definitely found my voice later on in the season, which I wish I would have found it in the very first episode because probably would have put my foot down and said like. We're in first, let's stay in first, and let's just keep going.
1: And then my answer would have been, okay, if we're in first and somebody used the fast forward, we're no longer in first, so let's go for the fast forward. Also, there's only been one time in Amazing Race history that weather stopped the day of fast forward, so the odds were pretty good in our favor. Everyone's like, oh, Amy and Jason, Amy and Jason. I'm like, yeah, well, they also
3: won.
2: And you guys were very close to winning as well. Stephen, Joey and Kelsey.
3: We were also really close to losing, so... <laughs> Hong
1: Kong was when we were close to losing. Other than that, it was never.
3: No, the first episode. We weren't close
1: to losing the first episode. Oh you, think we you think when we won? World- you think Kelly and Siobhan, we would have been anywhere near the time it took them. We and
4: I could have. I'm back- saying. I
1: would have beat those dudes if I had to use my teeth.
3: <laughs> like you had all the tears. You thought we were going home. Obviously,
1: Captain yeah. Obvious. Okay, well, that's what I'm
3: saying.
1: Yeah, I had all the... Yeah, yeah that's why I was crying. I didn't... If I, if I thought that... that- we even had a chance. Then they were, I wouldn't have even been crying. But we lost a whole hour, and I'm like, "There's no way that they couldn't finish this task in an hour."
4: But then again,
0: thank goodness they weren't <laughs> smart. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Today I learned
2: that Kelly and Siobhan are dudes. That's the big. Uh, that's the big takeaway. Uh,
0: <laughs> from that answer. TMZ headline in the making.
2: Yeah, it's as fake as the headlines about the rumors for 31. Do you think though that going for the fast forward and dropping down to ninth place for the first leg helped alleviate the target off of your back? That the because I, I don't I have a feeling that it wasn't nine versus one at the start of the next leg after you guys finished the first leg in ninth place.
3: See, I disagree. I don't think we were targeted from the very beginning. I think uh, you could see at this like at the airport in Brazil trying to figure out where to go to the cathedral in um, Argentina. I think that's what made us a target. When we had figured out the clue with James Earl, we kind of agreed we won't tell anybody. In hindsight, he didn't say that back to us. So, um, you know, Justin strolling up and saying, oh, I guess we have deals with everybody. That kind of is what rubbed people the wrong way.
1: You're totally wrong because – he, he 100% expected James Earl to come over because they had an agreement. Remember, he's running his head over. He's like, hey, hey, you know, shaking no, his head because they had an agreement. They, Don't say
3: no. They had an agreement yes. because Tanner and Josh won the express pass. So after that point,
4: they were they looking. They all had an agreement.
3: They were looking for information. Okay. And whoever kind of helped them out and gave them information, they would give the other express pass to. Okay.
4: No.
3: <laughs> you might want to double check that as well.
2: Double source. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys have done if you had the uh, ex- the relay express pass?
3: We would have given it to the person...
1: But we, the team we
2: thought... The team
3: behind us. Because, I mean, if you give it to the team behind you, you're not really pulling anybody from behind and giving them a chance to make it, like, ahead of you. You're giving somebody that's in second place, that's competitive with you, the chance to just stay up with you.
1: We only had one alliance, and it was Kelsey and Joey. And they were always in second place, so that would have probably made sense to just give it to them.
0: You're also assuming that the express pass is ever useful.
1: (laughs) Well, ask ask, um, Denise and James Earl if if that express pass was useful.
0: Oh, well, I guess if you win a
2: prize at the the end of a leg, then I suppose, yes, in that situation, it can be useful if that's your goal.
1: Correct. I mean, winning a leg of the race and, and also
2: stopping the green team from tying... The record as well. You guys would have actually, if they didn't have that express pass, I guess you guys would have, instead of winning five lakes in a row, that right there would have bumped it up to uh, seven seven wins in a row. Yeah. You no longer have to share that tie with uh, Salmon Paul or Valerie Bodana from uh, <laughs> Amazing Race uh, Ukraine. Ukraine. Who even, why do you even count? They don't count the Ukraine. I think Phil would count I think the Phil definitely (laughs) counts the Ukraine since he was arrested there during the Amazing Race when they filmed a leg there in season ten.
1: That's one reason why you don't count.
2: Prejudice Prison prison doesn't count? (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: you know. We had some good times though.
2: Some good times in the (laughs) Ukraine. This uh, this podcast is is has gone so differently from our podcast with uh, Kelly yesterday. You welcome.
3: Well, that's what you get when you get the green team. You get mom and dad disagreeing. Yeah,
2: you got double source information. We
3: race two completely different races. If you haven't noticed.
2: <laughs> I feel like Curtin Bergen would have been more cohesive in telling us how a race <laughs> than you guys. <laughs> Um, you guys never had a self-drive leg like, during your season. In fact, I believe it's the only season, probably ever, in maybe even any international franchise, where you didn't have to self-drive once. Did production ever say why you guys didn't have to drive?
3: No, they never came out and said it, but I mean, we kind of thought it was because of how horribly uh, Kurt and Bergen did. And everyone kind of not knowing how to drive in 26.
1: Which caused the loss of the endorsement that they've had for years. So they didn't have a car endorser for that season. So you know those two legs where they didn't have any prizes? Probably would have been the car leg. And we would have had a self-drive. I think we would have did pretty well
4: in a self-drive. Yeah, we did
3: practice that. I learned how to do uh, drive manual just for the amazing race. So we would have been ready for it. I don't mind not driving. But Justin thinks that that would have really, like, set us apart even more if we had the chance to drive.
2: Do you know other teams who either would have improved or been performed much worse if they had to do self-drive legs? Like, is there another team that just couldn't drive a stick shift to save their lives?
3: I'd assume Kelly and Siobhan.
1: (laughs) I would assume they didn't do much preparation for the race and would have no reason to know how to drive a stick shift.
3: I think Kelsey, Joey practiced or prepared. I'm sure Kristen, Tiffany. Yeah, prepared. Yeah, they bought a car.
1: Kristen, Tiffany. That's bought right. A car. That's
3: right. And they brought rope, so <laughs> they were prepared for any situation. Yeah,
1: they bought they, they brought like uh, 20 feet of like survival rope. <laughs> did they
2: end up using the rope? They did in Argentina for the cardboard. Oh, where she took where I believe it was Krista took that infamous tumble.
4: Yeah, one of four on the race.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I assume the rest of the rope may or may not have been used with uh, Josh and or Tanner.
4: <laughs> well, they were
1: they were getting pretty close in those first couple episodes.
3: I'm sure Rick and Cindy would know how to... Well, I'm sure... Uh, I feel confident Rick would know how to drive stick shift because he's into, like, bad cars. But then it would be up to Cindy to navigate, so... That was something that Justin and I like talked about. Like, okay, well, I would drive because you're probably better at maps. So I had to learn how to drive stick shift. I had watched like YouTube videos before I even, like before we even got in the car. I had watched videos on how to drive manual. So I kind of uh, picked it up pretty quick once I got in the car.
1: I'm not sure if Jin and Enoch had a chance to practice um, either.
2: They didn't say whether or not uh, they could drive a stick shift or have cars. I'm pretty sure that they didn't have the chance to practice. I remember, I remember like Enoch telling me that
1: we didn't have a chance to practice stick shift, and I don't know about uh, the cousins either, or how that would have worked out. And yeah, I don't know. In other countries,
2: you know, I don't know. That
1: would have been interesting.
2: I, uh, I think you guys may have talked about this on your guys's podcast that Wait, they you were podcast? loosely aligned with uh, that you were. Yes, <laughs> yes, we have to talk about our competition, Michael.
0: Um, we make a point of not talking about our competition, though. <laughs> I'll have to blur out the name and everything. Yeah, just censor it. Um, did you guys, you
2: guys had a loose alliance with uh, Alex and Adam? Yes.
0: Yes.
2: Literally, right before... <laughs> right
4: before, right before
2: they got... Argentina. <laughs> yeah,
1: right before they got the boot. We were like, okay, like... If we're ever around you guys, we'll make sure we help you out. Well, and same vice versa. Uh, like, we were about to we – that was one of the teams it we were – in
3: the we, airport.
1: Yeah, in the airport we were trying to form an alliance with. And I thought that a lot of people would consider them underdogs and pre- really not want to align with them. So I figured they would be looking for somebody to align with. And we didn't get a really good vibe from a lot of people. So,
2: How disappointed were you guys that – you guys were able to get to the end, but yet Alex and Adam just uh, came up a bit short uh, during the race. Oh, that's oh
0: no, Logan.
1: <laughs>
4: oh man, what?
3: <laughs> so one of the things that Justin comments about is when that clue came up about the Cathedral of Polo. <laughs> Cathedral of Polo was in quotes. Yes, it was. And Justin knew that it wasn't a place, that that was, like, a hint to somewhere.
4: Yeah.
3: So a lot of people, um, like, blame that the cab driver couldn't find the Cathedral of Polo. But Justin knew, like, take me to the big place where they play polo. That's what he told our cab driver, and our cab driver knew exactly where to go because Justin knew the game and <laughs> knew how the clues are written. So some people took that literally, take me to the Cathedral of Polo and thought that they were going to a church because we had just been to the church or the cathedral where the Pope was baptized. Was so they theme. thought it was like a theme almost. So.
1: And then other people just said, got in the cab and said, take me to the Cathedral of Polo and, like, made the cab driver figure out the clue. So there was a lot of interesting things that happened on that leg that uh, a lot of cab drivers. I mean, Adam and Alex actually got
2: dropped off in the middle of a parade or a protest or something like that they never that sounds that. like buenos aires from when i was there lots there there's like a parade of protests and in <laughs> fact when i was there uh when i was staying with maggie in uh, la plata they were like get to buenos aires before noon because that's when protests are going to happen on the metro and in the streets and they were in the middle um one of maggie's sisters is a school teacher and the uh, all the school teachers in Buenos Aires were on a strike, so that does not surprise me at all. Yeah, well, now that you're a world traveler, you got some uh some You have good... better
3: stories than us.
2: <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> we're going to look forward to your new podcast, When You Ditch Michael, and you have your own uh, Logan Travels the
2: World podcast.
0: He basically has already. It's fine. I'm used to it. He'll, st- he'll still convince me to edit it for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you in Japanese uh,
2: yen starting on uh, Christmas Eve. Um, we don't deal in foreign currencies after last time, Logan. That is true. Do you guys know about the, our foreign currency uh, debacle?
1: No, I do not know about your foreign currency
2: debacle. So I was trying to even up the bill with Michael after we had traveled through the UK. Yeah, and... so, so
0: Logan was staying with me for Christmas a couple of years ago, and I being the nice person I am, dropped him off at the airport, and he settled up his debts with me, and accidentally gave me a foreign note.
2: I paid most of it in British pounds, but I was like, oh, there's another pocket with other notes too, and I thought it was more British pounds, but it was actually Croatian kuna. because I look, there's royalty on the bill and everything. It looked like British pounds to me. So it's like, oh, here's a 10, quote-unquote, 10 British pounds, but really, it was 10 Croatian kuna, which... Is the equivalent to about two British pounds.
3: So you stiffed me, bucks.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's aflo- it's with exchange, it's the closer to like fifteen or sixteen U.S. dollars. Uh,
0: oh probably. wow! The really fun bit is I didn't even tell Logan until until uh, he started podcasting with me again, and then just went on camera and said, "This is what you fucking gave me."
5: <laughs>
0: and what was <laughs> even more? What was even more insulting is that. A
2: couple months later, the Mason Race Canada had an episode in Panama, and the title of the episode was, Can You Show Me Your Kuna?
4: <laughs>
2: Didn't get mentioned at all. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of that I can't believe we're still on leg two, um, how controversial, did you get? A, guys get a lot of flack for not taking off your hat in the cathedral during leg two? No, because it's not a big deal.
5: No, I mean it didn't
3: come up. Like we get an extra sheet of info, and normally it would say like in this country, you know, women should wear long pants and not show their shoulders and things like that. But there was nothing extra that said we should take our hats off or you should take your hat off.
1: Yeah, it's it was it was raining and freezing outside, so everybody was cold and had hats on. Uh,
3: We no, I think
4: you were the only one that really had a hat on.
2: Was it worse to wear a hat in a cathedral? You think in the eyes of the casual viewers, or Paul, Laura, and Tyler, and spit on Peruvian potatoes? Where 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 does it rank on that scale?
3: Oh, so much worse!
1: Oh, come on! There's got to be potatoes. We didn't mean anything by it. They were they were
2: literally just spitting on these people's food.
0: To be fair, there was no petition when you guys wore a hat in uh, in a cathedral.
2: There was <laughs> <change.org>, uh,
0: <laughs> petition, like,
2: and the Peruvian potato uh, fiasco did get 21 signatures on top of that. So, wow, you guys got off scot-free or uh, spud-free, uh, I guess. Yeah. In, in
4: this situation,
2: <laughs> lucky. And how awesome are gauchos? And gaucho. are you going to train? Are you going to train your child to be a gaucho? Unfortunately, no. Well, I'm a
1: vegetarian now, so. Uh, my child's going to preferably not eat meat and not be wanting to be a gaucho or have to do any gaucho meat challenges.
3: I used to wear gaucho pants. That's about it as far
4: as me and gauchos.
2: <laughs> and I like nachos. That's that's just close. Would you borrow the rope from uh, Tiffany and Krista if you were still into the
0: whole gaucho thing?
1: <laughs> I would have to pass on that one.
0: Are you a real vegetarian or are you a Logan vegetarian?
1: Hey. hey. I'm a real vegetarian. I was actually a vegan for 100 days, a full vegan, never cheated.
3: He doesn't eat anything that has eyes. So, like, he'll have eggs, but nothing else.
0: What about potatoes? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Only if they don't have the eyes. Yeah, because Logan claims to be a vegetarian, but did end up having chicken.
2: uh, You're traveling through Europe as a vegetarian. At certain points, was tough. Very minimal selection.
3: (laughs) Well, we talked about this too. That if we ever traveled, uh, that Justin, I think, would eat meat if we traveled because
1: if only if it was like a a part of a rich part of whatever culture we were trying to get invested in. You know, if for some reason, like when we went to Africa, we were lucky enough to meet a king, which you guys never got to see. So that's cool, but if the king offered me, like, "Hey, I just impala or warthog," which we yeah had, we whatever, did eat that
3: in Africa, then
1: <laughs> I would have tried it. I mean, it's the king offering you food. I'm not going to say I'm a vegetarian, you know. <laughs>
2: the king offered you Pumbaa. Uh,
1: pretty much, no. We we did eat warthog and um and um, impala and impala when we stayed at the Backpackers Lodge in uh, Zimbabwe.
2: You met an actual king.
1: Yes. yes. So when to the third leg, after we we, we got That's spit good. on and we did the dancing, we went into a, like a little village area. You you can talk. Yeah,
3: didn't he give us the clue or no?
1: Uh,
3: yeah. He gave us the clue to go to the next place, and he was sitting on like a zebra skin throne with a lion skin like was, on the floor in front of him.
1: Yeah, and it was legit looking. He it had was, like
3: like a crown made out of bone, like bones and stuff, but. Uh, I think they cut that part out because the lion skins, it was right around Cecil the lion.
1: And Cecil happens Cecil. right, you know, obviously in the same
2: country. And it was a big controversy. So I think they edited that part out. And yet in season 30, they go to a safari in Zimbabwe to make up for the king and <laughs> all the animals he had skinned for himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they went right back. That's uh, That was interesting. And I didn't notice this until today, but you snuck in a sip of mate uh, during the Buenos Aires leg, I think. How did you like yeah, mate? I actually enjoyed that. It was,
1: it was warm and refreshing. And Diana was like... They, I was they, like,
3: you don't even know what's in that,
1: Yeah, what germs like, he has.
3: She's like, yeah, you
1: could have just caught something. I was like, it's boiling. I'm not going to catch anything. It's like boiling water.
3: Yeah, but it could have been like foreign drugs in there. Like I Even know. better. I just... <laughs> Justin takes a lot more risks like that than I do. It's
1: part of the culture. The dude's not going to offer me drugs on
4: camera. <laughs> it could have been I, a place or something. <laughs> what do I you guess, guys think? Good move or bad move?
2: I like mate with or without sugar, so I say it's a good move.
4: Michael,
0: yeah, good move. Whatever. You only live once.
3: <laughs> I think he put his mouth on the straw. How else are you going to drink it?
2: Oh, That's- For the record, everyone shares the same straw with mate. And somehow, I don't know what it is, but nobody ever gets sick from the straw. It's a very communal thing with mate. Everyone drinks from the same straw. And you have to drink it in a single sip until all of the liquid is gone. That's how you drink mate. Really? Yeah, you're, did you drink the whole thing, Justin? Because otherwise, those locals are going to be very furious with you.
3: There's going to be another online petition. Yeah, I
1: think you just took a sip. I just took a sip because I had to get right back because I wanted to win. So I wasn't going to waste that much time. You, you notice I, I everywhere I went, I, I wanted to appreciate a little bit of the culture, stop for a second and dance while Diana's doing something, you know, something like that. Like I, I get in for a couple seconds and I get out. A little bit of a love, and then I get out because. Obviously,
2: I wanted to win every episode of the race, <laughs> and that audio will definitely not be split into the Indonesian uh, face cream clip. <laughs> Thanks, appreciate that. <laughs> two seconds in, two seconds out. I think
4: for your words just now. <laughs>
2: oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, um, where where are we at? Oh, yes, we talked about the gauchos, and after that, uh, Josh and Tanner. Kind of fall from their leadership position, and they kind of start fading after this third leg. Is it all because they pulled a muscle, or were they just not prepared for the endurance aspect of the Amazing Race? I think there was multiple multiple parts to
1: this. Uh, I think during that Buenos Aires, uh, da, me and Diane, there was a really long stretch. I would say probably quarter mile stretch wow. of dirt road, maybe mm-hmm. a little longer than that, that they didn't show. And the boys had a lead on us, and we could see them, and they saw us behind and they were kind of walking and when they whenever they turned around me and Diana would run a little bit and then we would you know they would turn back around and we would kind of walk and then they would turn back around and we would run a little bit and then at that point you know we were running so much and it was hot Diana was like, do you mind if we walk there's the rest of this and I was cool but then we turned the corner and we realized that the, the, where
3: the museum the was- museum
1: was right there and it was like she got the shot of adrenaline in her, and we just took off. We just took off, and we literally got within seconds of
5: yeah, of winning
1: that
4: leg. But Which, too, like we
3: knew that we really wanted to push them because in a in a competitive way, that that the more we push them, the more Tanner would push his body, and the more you know that might hurt him in the end, but help us.
1: In the long run, so... Uh, yeah, I, I was just talking about the third episode, now we're talking about
4: probably the second episode where we won that leg. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that leg, if we go back to the second episode where we won, that was the only time where we felt that we were on a television show. Because we ran and got to the Cathedral of Polo, and we ran and we got to the mat, and, and Phil mm-hmm. wasn't there yet. <laughs> we beat Phil to the mat. <laughs>
2: they had to reshoot you going to the mat, I guess?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it was so
3: bad because... You know, I mean, there's no, like we say, all the wins that we ever had, that was the best win. Our first win was the absolute best feeling. And when we turned that corner and saw the mat, we cried. I mean, I cried like well. we were both crying and we're running the mat. And there's, you know, Phil standing up on the bleachers and we're filled with emotion <laughs> of like, oh, my God, we really just did this. And Phil comes down and was like, yeah, we need to do that again. So I was like, oh, my we God. We
1: didn't think we were going to get that fast.
3: So we had to kind of hustle back down, turn the corner again, and then re And actually
2: back. run
4: again. <laughs> but, Did yeah. Josh
2: and Tanner have to run again too? <laughs>
4: uh, no, but the, it was they fun pulled to the watch. Hamstring.
1: That's exactly where they pulled it. And, and, and to pull it, there was zero chance that they were going to win that leg. Like I don't know why they hadn't even thought that they had a chance of winning the leg. Or that it was important enough to do it. But that was the beginning of the end for them.
0: Did you give Tanner any advice when he went into radio as well?
1: Actually, I did, because uh, the station that uh, he went to was—I uh, uh, worked with the guy who works mornings there in Philadelphia—and I made sure that put in a good word, and you know they knew that he was good people. And explain
3: I'll, the industry.
1: Explain to wh- you know how the industry works and what they're going to offer you because you're the new guy and the type of things like that. And if he ever needed any advice, I'd I'd help him out. I mean, I've been doing this since 2001, so.
0: Kind
4: of my thing.
2: All right, um, <laughs> I was trying to see how awkward I can make that.
0: Just taking you off your uh, your train of thoughts slightly for a bit of uh, radio ner- nerding, there, Logan.
2: <laughs> I just want to see how awkward I can make that pause. I'm like, who is going to chime in first? And then wait a solid ten seconds and be
0: like, I feel like that it was an awkward enough of a pause. Yeah, bit of advice <laughs> there, Logan. Don't leave that much uh, that much dead air if you're doing radio. The the emergency tape will soon.
2: Let's just cut it to, I don't know, uh, (laughs) cut it to to an O-Town song to cover up the gap. Um, So (laughs) that's, usually you guys were, there's quite a few uh, equalizers, as is the case with most recent seasons, but that bus in the third leg really spelled the end for Ernest and Jin. Did they just have no chance of really catching up to the other teams?
1: At that point, yeah, they were done. Unless somebody really messed up, they were pretty much done. Did they have a chance to get on a bus before that? Um, I don't think so. I'm not not sure that they could have done anything at that point, that they were so far behind that they just
2: missed out. And that third leg seemed like it was a really quick day of filming. I'm guessing once he got to the town, how many hours did it take to finish that leg? Ooh.
3: Hours to finish the gaucho,
4: yeah. That the the, I, I, the, the gaucho, yeah. That whole oh, life. The,
3: the whole like, oh, I'd say like two? two hours, two hours, yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah.
4: That's short. Wow, yeah. That
3: was the one thing I feel like throughout the whole race that I thought things just because I, we had watched so many seasons, and like you know, some bus rides were 24 hours long, so I just anticipated the whole experience taking longer than it did but there were some legs that were over pretty quickly or tasks that i thought were over pretty quickly not that it was disappointing but i don't know like you just kind of think that your endurance would be tested more than it was when you have a eight hour leg or something or a 12 hour leg that you're really being pushed but in the end like you're done in two hours and that's it
4: Any other
2: legs that were as short as uh, as the gout show leg or, or close to it? Yeah. I assume it'd be tough to crack two hours.
1: Well, maybe one of the Africa legs. Um, that was short because it got cut like in the middle of the day. Nobody expected it to just end at the Backpackers Lodge. Like, but but what was the first task of that day? That
4: was the bungee. The bungee jump was the next. Yeah, we
3: just landed in Africa,
4: we, and then we were off. You, From the airport,
3: you, you met the. We got spit on. We
1: got spit on. That was that oh, was, we did the
3: Botoga gorge. That was like then, two minutes. Yeah, that was. But like, that's half a leg, so I don't
2: really. Yeah, you don't count it because that's half a leg. That day didn't. That day didn't last two hours. Did the? There was a whole thing about the whole spitting. I just was reminded of it now, where people were accusing that the. I think that the women weren't being spit on by the locals. No, I got
3: spit on. There was you got no. Spit on?
2: There was no rhythm to it. Some yeah, people were like, well, only the colored. People with color... Oh, yes, it was race. It wasn't gender, right? It was
4: yeah, It was so, all... A... You know,
3: a, well, too, like, I think Tanner and Josh got spit on more in their, like, waist area. I mean, Denise
4: and <laughs> Tiffany and
3: Chris, that, I mean, and Justin and I, like, I mean, we really got spit in the face.
4: <laughs>
1: it was 100% face.
3: Although, you know, thinking back, like, when that happened, I didn't have the reaction that some people had, and I, I kind of think, like, I... It felt like I was being blessed by a pope. So it's like, I have to just be respectful. Whatever this <laughs> is, it's like a blessing. I thought we were going to drink from it. Like when she drank from that, I'm I'm thinking she's going to pass me this cup and I'm going to drink from it as well. And <laughs> she, instead she spits on us. Which is
1: great. It was so awesome.
3: So <laughs>
4: I was like, okay, welcome.
1: It was supposed to represent the mist. It was supposed to represent the falls, the, the, the Victoria Falls. So that was kind of the representation of it. It's
3: had like a traditional... Makuni village welcome and I'm thinking oh my god I gotta eat something I gotta eat a bug I gotta I don't know so being spit on was like this nothing
1: yeah so that was quick we met the king got the task and went out jumped right back in the the cabin and went on to the next one
2: if Colin Christie were had to experience that do you think Colin would have been so intense that he would have spit back on the other person at <laughs> the revenge, just not for understanding that it was part of the ritual It was so hard. She was so, she was happy. She had this big smile on
1: her face. You could never spit back at that lady.
2: (laughs) I don't think
0: we've ever talked about spitting so much in one, in one podcast.
4: You're welcome.
0: At least not one that uh, didn't feature a face screen clip at the end. Oh, Curtin Brody. Uh, (laughs) Were you guys surprised that
2: there was a U-turn at an orphanage? (laughs)
4: <laughs> yes especially
3: with the pit stop right there in sight
2: yeah i hated that
3: you see the pit stop and you just want to go there so it just i don't know
1: a lot of people would use the u-turn if they thought that there was a chance that somebody behind them could catch them before they get to the finish line if the
2: finish line's right there there's really no reason to use the u-turn because you know where you stand overall i guess well 90 okay. percent of the time you would know where you would stand not much yeah. so it just kind of
1: took away from it and That was people. Some people online said we were stupid for not U-turning the boys or using the U-turn at the time. But we know, like, you can only use the at that point use a U-turn once unless it's a blind U-turn. So there was no reason for us to use it there. We we felt we could beat the boys um, without the U-turn, and we would rather use it later in the game if if for some chance we felt that we needed it.
2: Do you think they'll ever do a twist where – because now they've switched out the U-turn rules a little bit where now you U-turn uh, prior you start uh, a detour test. Do you think they'll ever up the ante a bit more and make you decide if you want to use the U-turn right out of the gate at the start of the leg? First task, U-turn.
1: Um, <laughs> I think they're always trying new things, and a lot of times new things don't work, and you don't know if they're going to work until you hear how everybody reacts to them. Sometimes when you're in a room – Everybody's a, a yes-man to the person who came up with the idea if the person's important. So, he, and that idea dig it through. And then you have stuff like last season. Right. Uh, um. The face-off. The face-off.
0: Did you have a fun time last season just covering it? I was just wondering, was it a fun season to cover? <laughs> it would have been had it ended just
1: one little differently.
0: And then it would have been a great season. Given I was looking through my Twitter likes earlier, and uh, I got to the the bit where it was just constantly just liking everything you posted about trolling people, basically.
1: Oh, my God. And you know me. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to let these trolls just pick on people. I'm going to give it back to them.
2: So I had some fun a couple days. (laughs) Are those people still going to be popping into the chat room for season 31, you think? Especially when there's more Big Brother teams that uh, you'll have to deal with. Granted, not as crazy of a fan base as... Fresh off of uh, BB19, but are you prepared for the same five or six people that couldn't help but clog your chat room?
1: Uh, Yeah, I hope they come, and and I hope that the season ends the way I think it's going to end so I could just finally tell them that (sighs) they take it. Just take it.
2: I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, with Jasmine and Danielle, what are your thoughts on them overall? And they're apparently—I've heard that they are pretty much the fastest team on foot. If every leg came down to a foot race,
3: yeah, we were scared of them because we knew that they were track stars. We knew that they were athletically built, but um...
2: Jen and Enoch were faster.
1: Jin and Enoch
3: yeah, were like male, monsters. Yeah, but that's probably like male-female difference in, like, track star, you know, like in track stars. Yeah, but they were both, like, track
1: winners, like, medalists. Yes. And these, yeah, and but these are dancers both, who beat them in a foot race Jin to and Enoch, the taxis.
3: Jin and Enoch uh, and the track stars would have both beaten Justin and I in a foot race. Oh,
1: everybody there would have beaten us so, in a foot race. There's not many teams we could have beaten in a foot race.
3: But I think Jin and Enoch were faster because like,
1: they're athletic they're and they're dudes. Yeah. Because Gin and Enoch beat them in a foot race to the Cavs and then beat them in a foot race back to, And this is in the first leg, and a foot race to the bikes. And that was the only time that we saw them race because, as you know, we weren't in a position to see them
3: to finish. <laughs> it's hard to watch people behind you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we, they also were featured in the slowest foot race in Amazing Race of All Time with balancing... Uh, the pots on the head? Was it pots?
3: No, it was a basket of fruit. Oh, uh, basket,
2: basket of fruit! Right, it was the Griffin's fruit basket. It's uh, been it's been over three years, Michael. It's been over three three years since the season filmed.
3: That still gets me because I've never been so frustrated, but having to like try to talk yourself into being calm and i would say like i've never been so calmly frustrated because <laughs> you would take two steps and it would just slide right off your head
1: yeah we don't have flat heads and some people have flat heads some people know how to walk with stuff on their heads some people have good balance i got an egg head and it was tough for me to balance and it was
3: terrible wa- not terrible but i mean it was inspiring watching these women like literally just relax relax and they're walking by you with this fruit on their head and they got a baby on their back and here is Justin and i like trying Relentlessly to not have this roof fall off
1: our head. We sucked. That we, that was one task we sucked at. It wasn't many, was, but that was one.
2: Was Phil Kogan taunting you from that pit stop as he watches all the teams go super slow? Yes. Lots of so, trash what,
1: talk. He does. Like you know, what's taking so long? Are you guys gonna make it here? You know, <laughs> like you gonna let that guy pass you? Nah. He, he doesn't really say
2: much. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: doesn't he really flip-
2: say much he, he, he's unbiased he didn't moon you or flip you off during that task either <laughs> he came by and kept tickling my underarm so i would drop the fruit and i thought that was kind of unfair did he do that to everybody because you said it was unbiased so i assume he had to do that to everybody would have made for, it would have made for great television or or did he tickle you with his eyebrow
3: the eyebrow justin gave it back though
2: with the whole Rotterdam and Amsterdam mix-up, who was the most geographically challenged team on your season? Whether it be just not knowing places in the world or not having a good sense of direction while traveling.
3: Uh, I'd have to give that one to, like, Rick and Cindy. I mean, they missed their stop, right? Didn't they miss their stop? Yeah. I mean, that's something that you have to be, like, alert and attentive to everything that's happening. Like, I would want a list of all the stops. And I'd be sitting there like crossing off each one because sometimes like with the language barrier, they would, they would say things quickly. And I would need to know, okay, we're one stop away. No matter what I hear, I'm I'm double triple checking that this is the stop we're getting off at.
1: Yeah. Even though Kristen and Tiffany, they were a little fun. They had some fun with it twice. I think that they had uh,
2: some issues,
1: but I think uh, Rick and Cindy would probably win that award.
2: I hear that the Netherlands is proposing to have a super city called Rosterdam to avoid uh, future confusion. Rosterdam. Rosterdam. It very much fit in with, their, uh, <laughs> with the current uh, marijuana culture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, how would you have felt if there was head to head tasks or slash face off slash double battles on your season? Well, that have given you guys even more of a boost since it seems like tasks were your guys' greatest uh, strengths during the season?
3: I think uh, we would have been able to handle whatever was thrown at us, whether it was the face-to-face, uh, head, head-to-head, whatever they call them. Um,
1: Double face-off, yeah. backflip, whatever you want to call them. I think we would have done really well at them. and I, And at some point, we were looking forward to something like that with the boys, and I think... The closest thing we had to that was that paddle boat paddling in Africa was the closest thing we had to like a face-off because we were both kind of putting the paddle the boats in the water at the same time and then we got the paddles we got in and me and uh, my lovely wife here were working perfectly in sync and dusted them. That was
3: probably one of the funniest flips. They're
4: like,
3: I don't get why we're not catching them, and there's Justin and I like (laughs) rowing in sync and. Tanner and Josh just are spinning in circles.
4: <laughs>
2: one of our rapid fire questions is, we'll just get it out of the way now, is always asking who is your favorite member of Insync. So let's just get that one out of the way now. Who is your favorite member of Insync? since you guys were always so sync during the race? <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I was like, I
3: gotta go with Justin Timberlake.
2: What about Backstreet Boys?
3: Oh, I was really a Backstreet fan.
2: But I was like, do people ever have a favorite Backstreet Boy? <laughs> Not as much. Maybe uh, uh, some of them that are a bit more out of the loop or younger might go with Aaron Carter, because they assume at some point he's going to get upgraded to uh, Backstreet Boy or Backstreet Man.
3: <laughs> I can probably only name three of them.
4: Five? AJ, Nick, and that's it. Brian, There's Howie. Howie. Oh, Howie. Howie.
3: Hey! I pick Howie then.
4: Howie's got the best name. Howie's such oh, a poor
3: oh. Howie.
2: We asked Haley about her favorite uh, new Kids on the Block member, and that her answer do. was pretty much by default.
3: <laughs> Joey McIntyre.
2: <laughs> Ouch! Jonathan Knight is gonna be so pissed. No, I
1: was like, man, Jonathan got us the tickets for the show. Okay. I know. Well, <laughs> I know you still like Joey because he's
2: the. I like
3: one. Joey.
0: Logan, who's your favorite member of B44? Oh, it's,
2: uh, I can never tell those twins apart. <laughs> they both <laughs> have the same 2001-style frosted tips on the top of their heads. Um, How many times did you guys cross the Zambia and Zimbabwe border during those uh, two legs of the race?
4: I say okay.
2: not as many as, as Jasmine and Danielle. <laughs> How many times did they cross it? Was it twenty? I thought I could have sworn they said twenty somewhere. Yeah, they went <laughs> two, four
4: times though. I want
3: to say two or three. Is
2: two it three. easy border crossings, or is is it, or is it really just stop, hand over the passport, and and go through it? Is it not? Is it, or is it more like the EU? It depends. It, it was pretty easy, but
3: there would be like lines though. So
1: it, there's only like two guys working. And if there's a bus of people like there was the second time we went through and we're trying to find out if we can get ahead of this bus of people, things don't get pretty. (laughs) But I ain't waiting for a bus of people. Sorry, I got to race (laughs) them.
2: Has anyone ever used those uh, flying car things around Victoria, around Victoria Falls to jump to illegally cross the border?
1: Not that I'm aware of, sir.
2: That could no be com- that could be the expansion for that company. I think that's a. I think you're to something. Forget, forget going around the falls. It's it's all about that uh, illegal immigration into one country or the other. <laughs> yeah. No comment on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's best not to get into politics on this podcast. We just had Kelly on yesterday, where. We had to clearly air on things she said about POWs. Oh, God. I don't want to hear any of that. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, French rapping. That? How is that not caught on yet? <laughs> um, Because Passe is just,
1: he's good. But he hasn't had his breakout hit yet. Passe on solo.
3: That is a song that Justin and I will Play in the car when we're driving, though. Every once in a while, we'll just bust that rap out, and we'll go for it. Uh, Justin's definitely better than I am still. I, I'm i just not quick enough. Like, like I said, I, I have a stutter. I was in speech since I was in elementary school. Under pressure, I think I stutter much more. Um, so that just was something I did not want to do. I knew I couldn't speak that fast without messing up, but what? With, with some – with some vibes uh, and some attitude, <laughs> I was able to convince the judges that I got it.
2: What well, are you going to do a carpool karaoke episode where it's you guys singing the, that song and then you have Twista jump in and see if he can uh, rap it faster than Justin? I'm Twista? <laughs> I, okay.
3: would, I would try. <laughs>
2: That's one thing that I give her. She hated
1: me for making her do that, but she she never stopped. She never gave up. She always tried.
2: Never give up, never quit, never surrender as a as an amazing race 31 contestant. Uh loves to say on Survivor. Do you guys still own the Fitbits? Did it, does everyone have a Fitbit? Was it like the Oprah Winfrey giveaway where they gave everyone Fitbits?
3: So they did take it back at the end of the race, but then they mailed you new ones. So we did have to give them back, but I'm pretty sure, right, they mailed us brand new ones. They mailed us all
4: brand year. new ones, yeah.
3: Um, we have it somewhere. Uh, some of the rubber, like, started
1: coming, off, coming off. off. The glue and the rubber kind of got undone after a while.
3: So. They
1: still work. Well,
3: I got an Apple Watch, so I kind of use that. For yeah, I have any. a Fitbit Blaze, I think, that I like and use, but I'm, uh, yeah, so.
2: They have a product called a Fitbit Blaze now. They're trying to really yeah. uh, make it cool sounding.
3: I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. It's got It almost looks like an Apple Watch, and you can hook it up to Bluetooth to your phone and get text messages and call – not calls, but it'll notify you when – you're getting a call, but you can get your text messages on it, just not respond or anything.
2: And that is a perfect plug, if only uh, Ford had you guys for season 27 to uh, heal all the damage done by Kurt and Bergen.
0: <laughs> this episode is powered by Fitbit.
2: Yes. We love Fitbit. And, and, some, and I think our step count is zero. <laughs> we'll always love
1: Fitbit.
3: Yeah, they they. They gave us the the most winningest sponsored prize
2: ever. Forty thousand dollars. Thirty-one. Thirty-one thousand. No, no spa or massage, uh, as Phil <laughs> would say.
3: A spa.
1: We got a massage while we were on the race. That was part of our winnings.
3: In in our room.
1: Came to our room. Had a personal masseuse come in and give both of us a massage for ninety minutes. It was great.
2: Phil didn't give you a massage.
1: No. Unfortunately, no. Those big masculine hands, I think he'd give a great massage.
2: But Bertram did for sure, right?
1: <laughs> I'm sure Bertram got a massage in every city.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was very close to making a Shamir joke right now, but I can't
4: <laughs> properly put it together. <laughs> you can edit it later.
0: Oh, no, you can't. I make, I make Logan sound bad at the edit. That's kind of what I do.
2: <laughs> so, the Amazing Race has not visited India since your guys' season. They they love to visit India pretty much every other season, if not multiple seasons in a row. Do you think it's because of all the troubles that Krista and Tiffany faced with the locals, or were there other issues on top of that we that uh, we didn't get to see on TV? No. Uh yeah. No, but it was
1: one of the few countries where there was a security, any like anything that was involved security where they had to get involved. Because even on the way back, we were supposed to get on a train and take a train back at a certain time. And they just, they didn't feel safe because of all the equipment that we had with us, camera equipment. So they wound up putting us in vans and we took uh, like three vans back instead of taking the train. So I think maybe that there's a little bit of a safety issue, but I think it's still a country that everybody should visit at one point in their life because it does change your whole perspective on
3: things. I also think, too, because they've been there so much that, you know, maybe it was just time for them to explore somewhere new and maybe go back in three years, four years, five years.
2: And meanwhile, they visit China multiple times uh, since your guys' season. Well, China's definitely one of the few places
1: on Earth where it's going to confuse most people. It's uh, There's not many places you can go that you really feel like a fish out of water, and that's kind of one of them.
3: And to be honest, I feel like more people spoke English in India than they did in China.
0: That bodes well for me, because by the time this comes out, I will have been to Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> nice! Um... It kind of surprises me that China is so frequently visited, given how expensive the visas are.
4: That, that could be, could
1: be, but I think Bertram's got some sweet deal with them.
0: I mean, just p- speaking personally, it's about £151 pound, I think it is for a visa for what's going to be three days for me, and that's about $200, something like
4: that. Wow.
1: That is pretty expensive for a visa.
0: I mean, I'm kind of spoiled that most other places I go to, I don't really need to spend money on visas, but yeah, China is expensive.
1: Well, we only have, we only used a couple visas on our season. There was a bunch of countries we
0: didn't
4: need them. So,
3: only too. Yeah, Brazil, um,
4: India.
0: What about Zambia and Zimbabwe?
4: Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, three. <laughs> <laughs> Who's counting?
2: Me. Apparently, Colombia hates Canadians because when I went to Colombia. Everyone was allowed to go into any line they wanted, but if you were Canadian, you had to go in a specific customs line, and then they charged you ninety-four dollars Canadian to enter the country. That's because you guys are so like nice that they knew you would say okay. Just hand over the cash.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here's a hundred dollars. Sorry.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but every other country I went to in South America, um, Argentina uruguay panama none of them wanted money from me uh upon entry but colombia was the one that just said nope this line do not go into any of the other nine lines
1: that might be because of the way you looked because you
2: look like a mule <laughs> <laughs> it's jesus jesus is, is entering our country he looks very suspicious <laughs> to
0: be fair, it's rare for Logan to be the one accused of smuggling stuff in, rather than being the one smuggled into things. <laughs> I like that. I like Given that, your man. antics at the twenty-eight finale party, yeah,
2: which was with just two glasses of wine, Michael.
0: We like to joke on the podcast that Logan was hidden in a food cart.
1: <laughs> Any way I could get him in, man? He deserved it.
2: And for that, we are eternally grateful, Justin.
1: No problem, man. You guys are—you guys are good at what you do, and uh, you deserve—you deserve some love.
0: Logan might be joining me for my first ever uh, finale party next year, given that we've been invited to a to one in Belgium.
1: Oh, look at you! If you go to the mole, I, I would love to see you two at the mall finale.
0: Yeah, we we spoke to the the host when we were covering mole and he said if you want to come to the finale next year, give me a shout. Hell yeah, I do. Oh,
3: that, that's awesome.
0: I'm not going to turn that down. <laughs>
2: that is that is awesome. You guys have to go.
0: Oh, we will. Well, I definitely will. I'm not sure if Logan's joining me yet, but...
2: Actually, I might be back in Europe by that time, because I'm doing... Because I leave here in December, go through Japan, Southeast... Yeah, I think I have a shot at being in Belgium by that time. Because it films in what, like
0: April? The finale? Um, May
2: it was this year. But it was oh, like yeah. this year. Yeah, because I want to be in the Balkans by May. Must be nice. Yeah, it's it's nice when you have no other uh, obligations. <laughs> <laughs> and an online job, an online job now with teaching online certainly certainly helps the being a digital uh, a digital
0: nomad for half the year. Assuming you don't leave your uh, your laptop in Ibiza again. Yeah, as long as I don't leave,
2: leave my laptop in Ibiza, it'll all be fine. <laughs> right, and stay away from those pills in Ibiza. Yes, and and the Bengal Boys. <laughs> you guys had a lot of, just one time, I didn't realize until today, but your guys' season had a lot of one-time twists. There was no self-drive legs, there was a fast-forward only on the first leg, there was the relay express pass, and then you guys didn't really have a real speed bump. It was two uh, continuation legs and a uh, hyper extended roadblock. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah, uh, to be the two be to, to continue legs. I, I, obviously, we won both of those legs. Didn't get anything for it. Kind of pissed me off. Um, but the the uh, the other one, the roadblock uh, for that Tanner and Josh wound up having to do. I think that was pretty tough, and pretty hard to overcome. man.
2: Yeah, it seems like that was the usually, especially with the American version, where. Uh, about half the time the teams get eliminated in the same leg that they do a speed bump, or I guess a little less than half now. But that was one where they made it to like a legit non-elimination penalty, where you had to work hard to survive the leg. Yeah, it wasn't to not- find a typewriter as in, like in season 24. Yeah, it's not eat a scoop of ice cream. It's that was a that was a tough task, and Diana could speak
3: to that. Yeah, and it should have been like you had two, but like we had two bundles to do for the roadblock. You should have only maybe had to do one bundle. I feel like that would have been a a time wise more appropriate speed bump than having to do the same exact thing.
2: Would Tanner and Josh have survived if the if that was minimized?
3: No, because Kelsey and Joey, you turned them. <laughs>
2: Yes, they did. I'm looking at that Wikipedia chart right now.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, they would not have survived. There was zero chance they were surviving that leg anyway. Um,
1: Obviously, again, we got to the board first, and we chose not to use it. Uh, Diana really wanted to, like, when we talked about it, Diana was like, We don't need it. We could beat any team in this race. We don't need to U-turn somebody right now. Don't use it just to use it. And in my head, I was like, that's the final one. There's never been three, so we might as well use it. And she was like, no, let's not use it. My whole
3: thing was, I mean, in high school, I used to row competitively. So my whole thing was I kind of chalked it up to I know some people want to race against weak teams to better their chances of winning. But that would always leave doubt in my mind of was I really the best or did I manipulate? And I know it's a million dollars, you know, but in my head, I wanted to race against the best and beat the best to win. And that was just something that we had talked about, you know, not taking out a strong team because it would better our chances. We wanted to race against the best and do it for ourselves.
2: You mean you didn't want to race the final leg against Kelly and Siobhan and see how they would have done in those memory challenges in oh, the final man. leg?
4: <laughs> I mean,
2: They'd still be there. <laughs> would well, they have gotten any flags correct?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't seem like they they they'd put much preparation into the race. It was just kind of a thing for them to be famous or travel together. I don't know.
2: Does anyone from the season... Uh, talk to them at all, or are they just completely on their own and segregated from the rest of Siobhan, you guys.
4: Siobhan tried
1: for a little while because she was an actual fan of the race. So Kelly was just brought there because she was, you know, Siobhan's friend. But uh, Siobhan tried for a little bit, but pretty much we have our group, you know, on Facebook, and they're the only two that haven't joined it. So huh. what if, Kelly
4: doesn't
3: have Facebook, but Siobhan I think was in it or is in it.
4: Is she? Yeah. She doesn't comment then.
3: Logan and Chris are not in it though.
2: <laughs> are they still are Logan and Chris still together? Yes.
1: yes. they are. They're still happy. They're still shooting photography in Miami. Um uh They were just or,
0: in
4: Nashville.
1: Yeah, they were just in Nashville. Logan Logan posts some
2: beautiful pictures.
0: It's still paddleboarding in their backyard house,
2: Damn it, Michael. <laughs>
0: <laughs> too slow, Saunders. too slow. <laughs>
1: They still paddle in... <laughs> yes, 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 she does. She loves paddling in
4: their, uh, their canals. <laughs>
0: still, hands down, my favourite thing I've ever read in a bio.
4: <laughs> I
1: bet. <laughs> that and that uh, somebody finally wants to go to Italy.
0: I know. It's, it's always a shock when people want to go to Italy.
2: However, <laughs> <probably> um, the can- <inaudible> Canada contest and say they just want to go to... This season, some of the bios, the teams wanted to go to some obscure towns in Newfoundland. They didn't want to go to Italy.
4: Good luck with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that for the one month of the year where it's not pure hell to uh, live in Newfoundland. Uh, has France banned you guys after the French the French laughter uh, scene during the episode? What? When you did the ha 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 laugh? that viewers love to respond to once that uh, episode aired that thing's
3: been cut and pasted that's been
2: that's the the frankenbite the frankenbite i guess yeah oh
1: i'm like i never said that (laughs) I'm still in my head i don't think that's real that's like people gotta know a frankenbite when they hear it
4: (laughs) no do people still fall for that
0: yeah, people still fall for that. Bearing in mind, people still fall for uh, our fake podcasts, and we occasionally do them. <laughs> We've not done one of them for a while, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, people, that's what happens when Amazing Race loves to air 12 episodes in the span of uh, six or seven weeks now.
1: Yeah, that was sad. That was sad. I hope that they bring it back. I mean, I love that the day, of the week it was on, the time of the day, and the... I'm just looking forward to that. If they if they put it on during another actual prime time schedule where kids can watch with their families would be awesome.
2: Yeah, and especially, you know, nothing uh nothing uh says family friendly moments like uh having multiple cast members from season twenty be able to uh reignite their rivalries together. And and Colin and Christy, of course, very, very family friendly antics <laughs> to them uh during season five.
1: <laughs> Listen, you never know how people change. you got to give them a chance. It's new, they're new. New teams. Old teams, yeah, I, new again. Although the Afghanimals will probably be exactly the same.
2: Yeah, I met them at the season 29 finale. Or, not them. I only met, uh, oh, which one was it? I can never remember which Jamal. one. Jamal. Le- Jamal, yeah. I think Jamal was at the 29 finale. Um... And yeah, I get the impression they're not going to be changing all that much. <laughs> uh, you guys said that the the penalty you guys had with the Star Fairies and Macau in Hong Kong, that it was more confusing on which ferry to take than what t- television portrayed it to be. Yes, because
1: it made it seem, for me, it made it seem like the, that guy, like I told the guy it was okay to send me to a, a place I didn't want to go to. When he said, I'm going to take you to this. And I said, I don't take me to that. Take me to where this says. And then he writes down the place that's closer. And then we get there. We're both confused. It doesn't because feel right. Because they
3: didn't have the tickets. Like, they didn't have the grand,
1: premier they seats. the
3: grand premier seats. So when we said that, she was like, no, like we don't have that. We have this. We're like, OK, is that like this? And they're like, yeah. And then when we said, it, did you see anybody else that's like us with backpacks? And they said, no. We knew we were behind, so we're thinking.
1: Did we get ahead of everybody? Is it a possibility? But it, something felt. Just it just wrong. fell off.
4: Yeah.
1: There was three times during the race where the gut just told us something was wrong, and we I didn't follow it. And it's something that I tell everybody that asks me as a part of the race. Like one of the bits of advice is to literally really trust your gut. When you feel like something's wrong, it is. But at that point, it was just too late. And. I mean, as you could see, I ripped my heart out when he said, uh, "You know." By
4: the way, you have a penalty.
1: You never want to hear that. Like you never want to hear when Phil does that pause. Oh my! Oh, <laughs>
4: however,
2: <laughs> oh. I can I, all these years later, I can still hear the pain and agony from that penalty, and uh, the, by the sound of your voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it hurt, man. And it hurt because that's when I knew that's the, that's when I finally knew that Kelsey and Jerry really didn't want us to, to win. <laughs> I thought they were genuinely rooting for us to be
2: like one and two together, but that's when I realized that they just wanted us out. <laughs> and what was the difference that sent Krista and Tiffany out of the race? Well, Diana obviously
1: she beasted that challenge. She did it. it she it took her. You know, one fifth less time than it did Krista to do the challenge. But we also got lucky because the cab driver went past the the pit stop because as as it was like a few minutes, it was a few minutes left and uh, we saw the camera crew started getting up, Phil and everybody went to the mat and we were like, oh, my God, we lost. Everybody's getting ready. Everybody's quiet. They're coming. And then everybody was waiting. And then we were still sitting there. We were waiting. And we were waiting. The camera crew was set up. Everybody was set up. And I guess, I, obviously, after we heard that the taxi driver went past the where they would had to stop. And Kristen and Tiffany had to run all the way back.
3: Too. Um, when I was getting my makeup done. Oh, yeah. They had told, like, one part, like the... I guess the, the manager or the supervisor of the makeup said, like, it has to take 15 minutes. So the woman was done my makeup. I'm not kidding. In probably about five minutes, seven minutes. And she said, like, I'm done. And the woman was like, no, it has to take 15 minutes. So I'm guessing for everybody, that was one of those things where it was a set amount of time. That way, some people didn't finish their makeup sooner. So that kind of broke my heart because I knew, okay, I'm sitting here and this woman's done, but I still have to just wait. And then I get dressed, I go downstairs, and I'm in the elevator, and I'm ready to go. And she was like, "No, you just, you know, quote unquote, you just missed this show. You have to wait 20 minutes." And that's when I just kind of lose it, thinking like, "Oh my god, like we're gonna go home." This is—it felt like it was my fault, but just having to sit there wait 20 minutes for the other show to go or to finish—it was—it was was just—it was hard. That was just a very tough leg.
2: What was the most surprising thing about the uh, any of the other teams on the race that you didn't learn about till after you're watching the episodes on TV?
3: Um how much everybody talked about us, and I guess how we were perceived because in uh, I'll never forget it, we were in France and we were running to the airplanes, and we were chugging up this this huge I mean it must have been a two mile hill. And we were all by ourselves, and we knew that we had kind of jumped on the train before, and we got to where we needed to be before everybody else. And just and I, and we're we're holding hands, and we're motivating each other. And, you know, we kind of said, like, you know, America's going to love us. Like, we're doing so well. We're such super fans. We're respecting everybody. Um, You know, we're getting along with our cast that, like, we're just doing really, really well.
1: And we made sure that we, we... We we were we were great with all the locals. We stopped. We greeted them. We well, again. I danced everywhere we went. Diana was so kind to everybody, and we genuinely thought we were going to be like the America Sweetheart yes, team of the season. and <laughs>
4: even like the little bickering that we
3: would do, it was never like serious blowout yelling fights. It would be like you know the eyes at each other, or you know I mean we've been together for ten years, and I feel like you fight more with your significant other than you would a friend, so that's kind of expected. But when we went back and watched it. and and heard what people were saying about us and the the feedback that people were giving us online. I mean, that was heartbreaking because in your head, like, you only know the race that you're running. And then when you see other comments and people saying things in interviews, you're like, wow, I didn't know that that's how they felt.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, obviously for me, two big things. Kelsey and Joey, I, I genuinely thought that they were in alliance with us the whole time. And obviously from the beginning, he was the puppet master. Oh, God, I hated that. I hated that quote. Uh, irked me but um that uh that really was a surprise to me that 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 they were the whole you know they never wanted us to be really a part of any final anything with them um so that kind of that kind of was and then at the bus stop when again uh in the extra footage clips if yeah if i know that's hardly anybody watches those but the extra footage clips there's a time in like Buenos Aires when they're all kind of gathered around and they're like oh they're going home and you got we got this whole alliance thing going on and oh, you're yeah. kind of being mean almost like locker like high school locker room type talk and it was like wow this is kind of what what you get when you get two frat boys leading the way like you kind of everybody just falled it in, fell into that same high school mentality type of thing it was just I don't know it was just really weird to watch afterwards
0: you know it's bad when uh, Logan and Chris are portrayed as America's sweethearts. <laughs>
3: How do you compete with that?
0: I know. When we're you the can't. bad guys on the season
4: with Logan
2: and Chris. <laughs> Did, were there any injuries or troubles with the law that we didn't get to see on TV, whether it be you guys or any of the other teams on the race? Logan! No, I Logan. mean...
3: With- Everyone was pretty sick in Africa, um, you know, like almost like cold symptoms.
4: Logan threw
1: like, up in India, like uh, not Logan. Chris, Chris was really sick in India, which is again one of the reasons why we're him. Well, <laughs> he's a beast. I have to give him credit. Like he is a monster, man. He he beasted right through all those tasks, and uh, I he gained a lot of respect for me after that. But uh, as far as things you didn't really see, I don't I don't think so. No, no real, no real. Injuries, there's a lot of people after the challenge the gaucho challenges with the boots Where we had to dress up uh, a lot of people had blisters like real big blisters from these rubber boots um, So a lot of people were suffering with
2: their feet And I understand that Kelsey ran the final Didn't she have something wrong with her tailbone or something? During oh, the yeah, right. Sorry
4: there's
2: She ju- like
3: chipped her tailbone when, when she-, she jumped into the water.
2: Yeah, at the
1: dancing waters thing, when she jumped in, she like kind of busted up her tailbone. You're right, Oof. which is why you can see she runs funny at the at the end. She's running like you know wobbly a little bit, but she wasn't running like that the rest of the race. I will
3: say though that jump, um, I give Krista, I'm, I i can not even. I mean, I give her all the credit that's due in the world for completing that jump five, maybe six times, because I did that jump once. And my ears and head were messed up for, I mean, a week or two after that. I don't know what I did, but I was not right after that that jump. I never wanted to do it again. Uh, so for her to do it five times,
4: I mean...
1: Yeah, and there was some times when uh, in Poland, there was that rock challenge where we had to break the rocks, put them inside the, the uh, wheelbarrow and, and, and then uh, salt, and then lift it up and dump it into the coal mine things. Uh, that that really bruised up my arms a lot uh, lifting those things up. Uh, the the uh, volleyball, which was with a soccer ball, bruised up our arms. A lot of people have bruises on their arms from that. But um, there's no real injury. No real injuries. Besides Kelsey, I guess Kelsey was the only one who really got hurt.
0: It's worse with the House of Dancing Water if you consider that I now know someone who works there. I know one of the sound technicians there now.
1: Oh, look at you! We've got connections. I know. Let's get us some tickets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you only have to dive in to get them. <laughs> yeah, they're at the bottom of uh, the pool, attached to a goldfish.
1: Which everybody thought these things were going to be at the bottom of the pool, so everybody was diving so deep, and they were they were like, you know, a couple feet. Well, down. yeah,
3: that was what I thought. Like when I jumped in, I immediately tried to swim to the bottom, She's like, realizing like, there's no <laughs> way you could swim to that bottom without a tank on. It or something
1: it's like I can't do it and I'm like oh that's when they show me like a breaking down she gets up like she and then I'm, the bottom. I'm
3: pretty sure like I went to the side to get my bearings and to see if you could see these goldfish but um I'm pretty sure if you re-watch it you might be able to see the people like standing and dancing on the side like pointing that I mean, I don't think that it was. For
1: Nobody me. noticed I it. Like, yet. I don't think anybody noticed it during the challenge. But when you're watching it back, it looks like I'm almost. I'm pretty
3: sure that they're pointing the, in places.
1: They were pointing. Uh, it looks like those people were trying to help the contestants uh, where the fish were. But I don't. No, I don't think anybody. I don't think noticed.
3: Like on purpose, maybe that was like what they were instructed to do. Like right. I don't know.
4: Uh-huh. But I
3: feel like I kind of knew where to go because they were pointing. But maybe it was just them dancing. I don't know. But I will tell you that I mean it that, that took everything I had in me. I mean there were two two that really took everything and that was the paintings in Rotterdam because I never thought to look at the vase. I had gotten the flowers right all three times I got it wrong, but the same wrong vase. Um the laundry task, I wouldn't that thank was you probably Christa. like
1: by the way, thank
4: you.
3: Yeah, thank you, Krista, for telling me what vase it was. Um the the laundry task. And then that jumping, because I'm terrified of heights. That that literally when I was like backstroking to that boat to give him the fish, it took everything that I had in me.
0: So the bungee jump wasn't terrifying then at all.
3: Oh, not at all. I, <laughs> mean, I kind of just chalked it up to look. If I die, I die. It's my time. Um, I'm really big on like signs sometimes. So we were running across the bridge to the bungee jump. To my left, there was, I don't know if it was the sun or the moon, but on one side of the bridge, there was the most beautiful sunrise I've ever seen. And on to the right of the bridge was the biggest full moon I've ever seen. And to have them both in the same like frame kind of. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know like I'm looking over the bridge and I'm thinking oh my god I can't believe I have to do this but I'm looking at this big beautiful moon I'm looking at this big beautiful sunrise and I'm just like this is the most peaceful beautiful thing that I could be seeing and I'm, I'm in Africa so
4: it was amazing it really was I always
3: say that before I jumped um, as terrified as I was this like wave of calmness just came over me when they were counting down I just I kind of took a leap of faith, and I ended up laughing and crying at the bottom because <laughs> I couldn't believe I did it.
0: And if nothing else, at least you didn't cry as much as Scott Flannery.
4: Yes.
2: Or her husband. <laughs> 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 and you know that, and you know you're going to be fine when the harness can can uh, hold Kevin and Drew just fine.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: but then uh,
1: literally, we went, when we came back, we watched a video of somebody from that same place. <laughs> The same bungee jumping, falling in. What? There is a a clip online, you can watch the same jump that they made, that it hits the bottom, and then when they get to the bottom, it snaps, and then they fall in.
2: (sighs) What would have been great is if they show you guys that video right before the task and see if anybody does it, and see how long it takes for Micah to uh, quit that roadblock before she even jumps, too. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that would have been I I think that would be the way to do it you mix a little fear factor in with the amazing race like that show them like clips of videos of places that they're that really dangerous and they make you do something in those places I think you're on to something
2: gotta up the ante maybe they'll do that for 31 hey you gotta get bigger more extreme amazing race
4: extreme
2: you thought Jen and Christy were team extreme now just wait for what we have in store for next season even more extreme
4: <laughs> <Yeah. Jeez. laughs> um, this is a short podcast. Jesus, let's go. <laughs> it's 7 o'clock. I got to go back to work.
2: Have Josh and Tanner ever sold you guys any of their meggings? Their what? Their meggings. The, the leggings? Cause.
3: Oh,
1: no. But Tanner did come with the the, the smallest backpack and only had like uh, one change of clothes.
3: Yeah. And I had to
1: sit next to him. He, he was, stank.
3: I will tell you, he did not smell pleasant.
4: No, he, he, was, he was great, great to look that at. An odor problem?
3: Well, when you really prob—like, I'm not kidding. I, I think he brought like three pairs of underwear, two pairs of shorts, two pairs of pants, and three shirts. You um, got rid of half
4: of it. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, and and the and the quality of laundry that you can do in your in your in the sink is not the greatest. So
2: he looked good, but he stank. <laughs> that's how you get on all the magazine covers uh, at least there's no uh there's no smell-o-vision uh as of yet Makes sense. Uh, some people are attracted to that right michael
0: don't look at me <laughs>
2: <laughs> was there any final memory challenge that you guys wouldn't have been prepared for
1: oof good luck with that we took some vigorous notes like, every word that every greeter said, the colors of everything the greeter's the had on. the
3: was, hello, goodbye, thank you. Obviously,
1: anything that's been done in the past, we did. We
3: I mean, we would be able to identify them on a globe. The only thing is, like, if they gave you the shape of the place with no other context, that might be The difficult. shape of the country. The shape of the country.
1: We probably didn't memorize all the shapes, but we probably could have figured that out. Uh, that
3: would be hard.
1: It would be. Um, no, I mean, obviously, you saw... When the, the the firefighter challenge, that was pretty cool that they had the um, the capitals that you had to get. The only thing that stunk about that is there was, there was like three that you didn't use. There should have been probably ten you didn't use, and I think it would have really set, caused
4: okay. some separation. You might have won. There one that you didn't use. You sure? Yes. There okay. one.
1: Diana says there was one, even though she wasn't really there for the challenge. But
4: You can double
3: source that one as well. <laughs> And then you can tell
1: who's winning this uh, Who's right There you go That's a three That's three They got a double source So somebody's in the lead Two to one right now
0: (laughs) Not necessarily Someone could be winning Three now
1: You're right But I didn't want to rub it in (laughs) No uh, So that was a decent challenge Um, Like What would would, would have made it better Having more Obviously Uh, The flag challenge That would have been A decent challenge Had there been more Fake ones put in there um.
3: Yeah, like we knew the flags right away. I, mean, but, I was like, "This flag, this," because we drew the flags. I filled in the colors.
1: I got it right. I got my challenge right on the first, and she got the flag thing right on her first try. Uh, like all of them were easy. The one that we got, I got wrong twice, was the chairs, and that's because I was already pissed at that point because it definitely wasn't as close as TV made it seem. In the first challenge, we lost probably forty-five minutes to an hour taking the wrong bus. we um, getting on the bus and letting a cab go. And we caught up and probably it wasn't like within one or two minutes, like T V made it seem. It was probably with fifteen minutes. Uh, we could have finished and then I got pissed off and I was kinda of moping. So we definitely took a long time to finish in second. I was so sad because I saw the boom mic. Like when Kelsey and Joey finished and then went running across the thing, I saw a boom mic a boom not a, a mic, it was a A boom go up in the air and I figured there's the finish line and we lost there's no chance for us to catch up after this and man my heart broke so uh I don't even like talking about it
2: yeah that'd be tough to have to do a task after you see the victory slip through your fingers I guess
1: yeah man it's it was more than just that man it was so it was
3: if if there uh, was one more task that that took some time that was really challenging, we would have had that, I think. I know. Even
1: falling behind an hour, 45 minutes to an hour to the beginning, like We just, we got everything done quick. It was, just, uh, it just, you know, whatever. I guess it wasn't meant to be.
2: We've actually interviewed, when we interviewed the Amazing Race Canada contestants, because we've interviewed both Wolf from Season 4 and then Hal from Season 1, and they were talking about how, for a lot of the Amazing Race Canada contestants, and. Especially themselves, that even with Pal being eliminated as early as he did, he did a he did a lot of preparation. I don't know if you guys listened to that podcast, but he was uh, he he was he went to Chevrolet dealerships practicing with their uh, stick shift uh, models, figuring out what cars were going to be used because he already knew that Chevrolet was going to be a sponsor for Amazing Race Canada, and he was love that. And had, yeah, and he memorized everywhere that Air Canada flew domestically, like which airports it flies between in the country. She's smart. Yeah, like it was the most in-depth preparation I've heard anybody do for the race. And he was saying that even with him being eliminated as early as he was, that he was like, I knew what the final memory challenge was going to be. And he went through, if we just survived that fifth leg, then this would have happened, this would have happened, and then I would have won. So even, wow. do you think that's, Were there other teams on your season that also go through that same what-if moments, even if it's not being a couple tasks short of the finish line, like teams that were eliminated, say, in, like, ninth or eighth or seventh that are convinced that they would have won the race?
1: I don't know if Kell, I don't know if Krista and Tiffany think they would have won the race, but I know that things would have been really different. I mean, in Macau, there's so many little things that could have changed their whole race. Uh, a lot of times along the race, uh, even in in Rotterdam, they, after Krista got her task, she told Diana uh, what, what Diana was doing wrong, and we wound up passing them and winning that leg. During that same leg, within seconds, they missed their trolley, and that's the the scene where you probably have a screen grab of me and Diana turning around with this crazy look on our face, like we're shocked. That's because we saw Krista and Tiffany literally. Missed the, the, the trolley by seconds and then we beat them and got the $31,000. Like that leg, they could, there was two ways they could have changed that whole leg and them winning that leg could have changed the whole momentum of everything else. So there's a lot of people, I don't know if, to be honest, anybody believed they could beat us by the end. Like as things were going, I don't think anybody truly believed they could. They were, they were hoping that we would do something to mess up.
2: I know you guys had an easier time with flights uh, during your season. In fact, Travelocity made it very easy for you guys during the Poland leg. Was there any Was there any flight scrambles where you legitimately had to fight for the best flight, or did they equalize you guys quite frequently?
3: No, but let me just make a comment about Travelocity app. I mean, who knows though? Because you had to have four seats. So who knows if the other teams after us, there wasn't four seats, and that's why they had such a problem. I don't know if they – did they legit have –
1: Everybody, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Everybody okay. had a problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. We love like Travelocity. I'll never say a bad word about them. <laughs> and I think we would have won the Poland leg with or without the lead. I mean, we did every task fast. We didn't get lost. Uh, we beasted the Poland leg. So I don't think that would have mattered. Uh, and we didn't slow down. We didn't. I was confident we were in the lead. Diana wasn't so much, so we, we did everything just as hard and as fast as we would have if there was a team on our heels. But yeah, we wind up uh, pretty much at the finish line while people were landing.
2: Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but the edit was a bit misleading on TV where you guys were at the pit stop even before there the second plane landed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> was that another example of one of those two hour legs? Uh, for us was that a 2 hour? No,
4: that was probably Yeah, crazy.
2: it took a little while though cuz we had to go I mean
1: the breaking of the the breaking of the salt took a while, loading that up took a while, then traveling and what do we have to do after that the uh the waiter, waiter thing, the waiter challenge. The waiter challenge was actually pretty fast. I was I was uh pleasantly surprised with uh, how well I did on that challenge. Could have,
2: it, took, so it like, could, have, could have been 2 hours if you perfected it.
1: No, no, I don't. I don't think. I think that would have been a little longer if it was perfect. Because I don't. We 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 did run it perfect.
4: I was like, I'm pretty
3: sure that we did it as perfectly as you could do it. Like we never, like we knew that we never wanted to beg for money in a country ever. And if we ever given the chance that we would do something physical over something that was at the mercy of others, whether being judged, whether relying on people to help you or give you money so we just knew that if we beasted through the salt that we'd get it done so i feel like every decision we made we made the right decision as far as task completion for quickness and things like that
1: even the needle in the haystack cell phone challenge uh in our head it was like
3: i'd like to know how many phones actually work. Yeah,
1: yeah, how many of those phones actually worked would have been interesting to, to see, but there was only hundreds, so there wasn't thousands of phones like some people could have expected. But I, I definitely think we finished that task faster so than everybody else finished the. If
4: we would have in the right place, yeah. If
1: we would have just walked right down the street. <laughs> yeah,
2: I yeah. think Amazing Race Asia did the cell phone task too, and or they had a stretch of episodes where they had major needle in a haystack challenges. And I believe in that one they did throw in, like, thousands of phones for Ooh. people to look through. They had oh. another one where it was a DVD challenge where I don't think one team even got to uh, finish it because the mall shut down.
4: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> um, there was something about that. Oh, um, what was the deal with everybody clapping and or taunting each other as they were being eliminated during uh, the middle of the season? Seemed like that happened quite a bit. I think in the Zimbabwe and then like the Amsterdam leg where you have Denise and James Earl always applauding the team that was coming in right behind them where you couldn't tell if it was, oh, you guys did so well or, hey, hey, we beat you to the mat. Couldn't tell if it was taunting or root, genuinely rooting the other team on as they were being eliminated.
1: No, I think the only time, the only team that people had problems with were Chris and Logan and Kelly and Shimon. I don't really think that there was like personal, and I guess us, but personal beef with anybody that, uh, for anybody to throw shade at anybody else. Uh, I mean, J- trust me, James Earl can get a little snarky sometimes, but I, I didn't think he was throwing any shade in-, in those episodes.
3: just think that's how they do it in the
2: South. They're just nice. Just, just, yeah, just applaud everyone on. We yes, barely beat you, you. Congratulations, but you're gone. <laughs> yeah. Bless your heart. <laughs> Bless your <their> heart, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys ever consider trolling, uh, television when you guys were at the orphanage and they wanted you to, uh, make every team donate money? Was there ever thought of, hmm, I wonder how hated we can get by the casual audience if we just gave away one dollar, knowing full well no. that production's probably going to replenish your funds?
1: Oh, <laughs> the next No,
2: Chris said he was going to take care of that for us.
3: I cried. I <laughs> cried because I didn't have more to give.
1: Yeah, she was upset because we didn't. Give. We were like, "Oh, we would have saved more money." Like, I and she cried because we didn't have any chance to see the kids to like hang out with the kids. We had to immediately. I brought fun.
4: tattoos. I mean, like,
3: I had really wanted to spend time with kids in a country, and I couldn't.
2: You missed out on hosting family edition. Yes. <laughs> yes. But Loen and Chris, yeah, they they got in. A, they got some heat. Or not giving away as much as I can't believe that
1: man I when I saw that I did not believe it I was like whoa man your TV what would it be like if the cameras weren't on like you wouldn't give any donation <laughs> well again give him a dollar oh man I felt so bad
4: cuz he's a, I mean he's a good dude he's just
2: he's just different man <laughs> At least he didn't pull a uh, Nelea and give give them like a used uh, peppermint from his mouth or something.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think that worked out. I think that 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 right there sealed them never wanting to come back. The, the reaction from that sealed the deal and them never wanting to come back on the race.
0: So they didn't get a call for that it won them? It
1: doesn't matter. If they got a call, they would have a big no. They would say hell no. <laughs> they were one of the few teams that kind of regretted going on the race. Did anyone else regret it?
3: I think Kelly and I think did. Kelly and
1: Siobhan regretted it. I I can't speak per one hundred percent, but I would say Kelly and Siobhan regret going a race.
3: Or maybe they just regret talking so much smack.
4: <laughs> I thought we were smarter than them.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah they went for some really low hanging uh, fruit there with their commentary.
1: <laughs> yeah, man and They gave James Earl a a nickname that stuck for so long. It was just so mean, man. Denise, and, like, I don't, yeah. You could be funny without being mean.
2: Would Denise have given uh, roadblock advice to Kelly and Siobhan out of turn if they were still in the race, or would Denise not even uh, speak out of turn at a roadblock for them?
0: You can't
1: stop Denise. She's a one-man wrecking crew.
0: Force of nature. She's one MC.
1: <laughs> and and listen, the only thing that she was bad at on the race was running. And as soon as she got back, she started running marathons. And now she can outrun all of us.
2: Really? Like, if you put J- Jasmine, Danielle, and Denise in a long-distance race, Denise would, would kick their asses.
3: No,
1: Denise my. would
2: kick their asses
1: long distance. I think they would
2: kick Denise's asses a short distance. I think we... We have the sequel to Shaq Versus on our hands. <laughs>
1: now we're talking. And we then, then they all race a cheetah. And then they all race,
2: yes. And the <laughs> cheetah, it starts off behind them, and everyone has to hang uh, Argentine beef, gaucho beef, uh, along <laughs> their backs and, and see how it all plays out. There we go. I like this. And Cecil the Lion is in the race, too, right with the cheetah. I don't... Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a poacher behind of the Lion and the Cheetah Let's see who goes the fastest.
0: Too far, Logan. Too far. Too f-
2: I think he just crossed the line. <laughs> there is there is no line on this podcast. Ah! There is. <laughs> well yes, there's now there's been one line. A very
0: narrow line.
1: <laughs> is it a finish line? Or are we getting into
0: it? <laughs> I think Justin wants us to wrap it up. <laughs>
2: I think it's a to-be-continued, like...
0: I'm picking up on a subtle hint.
2: Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, Justin. What? How would you like to close out this podcast? Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know uh, about your time on the race?
1: First off, I want to make sure that you got every question you want to get out. I don't want to rush
2: you, but I do have work to do. <laughs> um, I think that was... That was every question. We even fit in the early couple of rap player questions in the form of are you pregnant and which is your favorite member of Backstreet Boys and NSYNC? Awesome.
1: Um, listen, I, I, I loved it. I was truly a kid in a candy store. Half the stuff that you saw on there wasn't me trying to taunt anybody. It was genuinely my excitement and me trying to not hold back my excitement to try to look cool like some people on the race do. They're just too cool to like show their emotions. I love.
3: He was a hundred percent who he was, I or loved, is, and can be.
1: Loved, love my time on the race. I really did, and I really wanted to dance and have fun everywhere we went. I wasn't trying to like. And then at no point was I trying to like throw people off. Like when people were saying "Gaucho," like that wasn't me trying to throw it off. I was just.
3: That's Justin having a great time. That's just
1: me. I was the kid in the candy store, living a dream. And when um, and I do it again, whether there's a million dollars involved or not, I mean. It's it's truly a dream come true. Yeah, we would
3: probably do it if there wasn't a million dollars on the line in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, but um, it's, uh, it's something I'll always love, and, I, and um, I'll never regret anything about it uh, except uh, not uh, paying the captain. Other than that, everything else is good. And, and screaming at Diana,
4: obviously, the, the, the one time that I did. And
2: as always, you can send and if. Any fan mail goes to Justin and Diana's respective accounts on social media, and any hate mail, of course, can be directed to. <laughs> 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 yeah, just send me the hate mail because you go
1: after Diana and then we got problems, and I'm going to come find out where you live, and then it's not going to be social.
0: Talking of sending people mail, you did promise us care packages.
1: You're correct. You're absolutely correct. We are moved, literally just moved. We got something special for you guys as well.
3: We're
1: going to write this down so we remember. Yes. No problem, right? Is this the back, the, the thing? Oh, yeah, no problem. We're going to send that to you. Right She's writing it now.
0: And the one quick fire question we haven't asked yet, who would win in a fight between a baboon and a badger?
4: A badger. A baboon. A what? baboon. It's we usually boon. hear
2: baboon. We've heard some very strong cases for the baboon, but Diana says badger, so now we need to know why a badger would win. We need more people in the badger's corner. Because honey badgers
4: never lose, right? Do they lose?
2: I mean, yeah, I, they don't give a shit.
1: Just Google honey badger. and I mean, if you Google honey badgers, they win in videos.
3: <laughs> That's my argument with Justin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, they got better videos online.
3: I didn't know that I would need to back it up. I just thought it was, <laughs> it was gut instinct. <laughs> I do know baboons like you know apes will will rip you apart but <laughs> I don't know I just went honey badger I just went badger
0: <gasps> We want the teacher point of view here <laughs>
3: Well I would tell my students that's a great question let's let's find out let's look it up <laughs>
4: Uh, there's no way a Badger could beat a Baboon. you kidding me? <laughs> there's not even a chance. I'm Googling it. You don't have to. What's a Badger going to do? Bite his toes? A I'm baboon's thinking got, of, okay, I'm thinking
3: about Wolverine. Face. Aren't our Wolverines
4: nasty? No, Wolverine and a Baboon no, is a no, good fight. No, not the Wolverine. A Wolverine. Well, The Wolverine in a Baboon. Not Logan as oh, Wolverine. <laughs> Ant-Man versus Wolverine. Who's winning? <laughs>
2: Oh my, this is, I think I've said it earlier in the podcast, but this is a complete 180 from our discussions with Kelly uh, yesterday. Well, that means, what, one of us is a good interview, one's a bad
4: interview?
2: <laughs> I'm just saying one was a lot more off-topic uh, with really getting carried away than the other. Although, actually, we did get quite off-topic off, off topic with Kelly. I think it's just the the nature of these interviews. It's not the usual uh cbs early show where buddy tv eggs interviews you do where it's like what was your favorite country hmm. what was your favorite time on the race
4: yeah. oh that's
2: it that's all the questions we have because we don't watch the other seasons or know anything about the amazing race well how do you feel we, being portrayed as a villain
1: I'm a, I'm a super fan and i reach out to as many of the amazing races past and present as i can um to help them out, to communicate, just to to kind of—I mean, I really genuinely think of us as a family, and and I encourage you guys to support the uh, the reality TV people who are giving back when when they do these reality TV events. Uh, I would encourage you and your your listeners to support them when they do uh, some fun stuff like that. It's a it's a cool opportunity for us to kind of keep our fifteen minutes of fame while helping some people out as well. So, and they're all
2: partying Vegas together at the end of the month. Yeah, not stuff like that. Not those.
1: <laughs> that events is somebody making cash for themselves. Not those like Big Brother parties. Big none of the Big Brother parties are ever for charity. <laughs> those Big Brother parties are for money. It's when the survivors and the amazing races do something they give back to charity. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, so it's not like Derek's dad. Derek's dad's uh, uh, celebrity events. Anyway,
0: one final question that I have. have sorry, sure. how much do you hate Rob has a podcast?
1: Rob,
3: listen, I don't hate Rob. We listened to Rob when we first were on the race.
1: Yeah, like he was the only good podcast during our season, so (laughs) 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 no. Listen, Rob has his place. I just, uh, Rob, I think he thinks he's more important than he is, unfortunately. He was really cool with me up until we were scheduled to meet. and He was like, yeah, I'll meet you, and then. Ghosted me and then never really responded to anything afterwards again. I don't understand why <laughs> But uh, I think you guys are, are real fans. I mean, he's doing it just to do it He's a survivor guy. He only covered amazing race because of his brand or whatever. He's trying to do So you could tell that in their work And that's why they reached out to you guys to to try to get some real fans to write about the amazing race So I'm glad that you're at least making his website
2: look somewhat respectable
0: I won't go that far with some of Logan's blogs, but
2: yeah, with my survivor, foreign survivor blogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we appreciate uh, we appreciate you guys, man, and what you do. You
1: guys
3: are helping keep us relevant.
0: We try, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and 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 you know, I consider you guys friends.
0: Yeah, we consider oh. you friends. So. Isn't this sweet? Sweet ending.
2: What a sweet ending. <laughs> Hugs all around. It's like the ending to Aladdin. Go team. Believes genie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. You guys go fuck yourself now. Can I go, gotta go work? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. We can get rid of all the politeness. The interview's over. Yeah. Your your, your 15 minutes is done. <laughs> no, we, did no, our, we, did our, we did our away game on your podcast, and then we got to do the home game by having you guys come on our podcast.
1: We, we appreciate that,
2: awesome. and you guys are always welcome.
1: And thank you for supporting our uh, our uh, videos as well. Oh no worries, no
2: problem. You can stop thumbs downing them now.
0: Um, I can't promise. I'll see we'll how much just
2: it th- <laughs> We will not thumb up nor thumb down.
4: There you
1: go. All right, everybody, go check out the racist recap. Other than that, peace. We love you. Amazing race. Later. Yeah. Later, guys. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to the CRT Number podcast. You can join us next week for another interview. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, and our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, our own Twitter pages, MJ Halmstone for me, and Logs for for Logan. See you next time.
4: Peace out, and just chill till the next episode.